0: I'm Jojo. I'm Bugs. And welcome to our podcast. We bring our sidewalk conversations to your home to discuss love, life, and how they're all wrapped up with faith. Unexpected hope talks about life when expectations don't line up with reality. Hear true stories when only faith and resilience get you through. Let's go with the flow.
1: Woohoo! So, this is part two of the last episode, When God Writes Your Love Story with Amra and Terry. Amra was just describing her past relationships.
2: Well, for me, this is extremely different from my past relationships. So, I dated a lot of different people. A lot of them were commitment phobes, serial daters, men who were very immature, men who might have believed in God. But they didn't walk with him. There's a couple times that I almost gave in. I mean, this one gentleman, I really liked him a lot. Mm-hmm. And he was a solid guy, great personality, good character, but he just wasn't walking with the Lord. And he was very honest with me. He said, you're looking for a spiritual leader and I can't be that for you. Mm. He said, I'll go to church, but it's for you, not for mm. me. Mm. And I don't want to get my heart broken because someday along the line, you're going to realize that I'm not the one that you really want mm.
1: Good self-awareness.
2: So he broke my heart, but I allowed, I had allowed myself to be open with him. So that was disappointing. And then about 6 months before I had met Terry I had a 6 month relationship with someone who was super sweet super sweet but there was no future you know and he tried so hard that's what kills me is he wanted to be that person so bad but he just it, it was not a compatible relationship I didn't see a future there I should have broken off earlier but It was hard to let go of someone who's so nice to you and who cares about you and makes you feel beautiful all the time. Mm. And I think God used that A, because I got him into church and he hadn't been going. So he started going and B, to show me a taste of what it is like when a man treats you good. And when a man gives you value. And my dad was even upset. I was telling Josie this Like a week ago, my dad was even upset when I broke up with that boyfriend because he was like, oh, Amra, you've just had a history of so many losers. And I'm so afraid that you're going to end up with one. Mm -hmm. You should reconsider this relationship you just ended. I really think like, I don't want to tell you what to do, but I really think you should reconsider. And then when he met Terry, I said, so dad, I mean, (laughs) <laughs> Do you think that I made the right decision and letting that relationship go? And he's like, there's no comparison. Wow. He's like, I am, will be the first one to say that I made a huge mistake. And if you had stayed in that relationship, it would have been a disaster.
1: Wow. Well, I mean, honestly, okay. The first thing on your list was a God-fearing man. Now you you've mentioned now two dudes who were not, god-fearing men when you met them why would you continue to like have these relationships with people that well i mean you found terry so that's it doesn't matter anymore
3: no that's a good question that is a great question
2: because i had been waiting so long i was so frustrated i was lonely i wanted what other people wanted and Mm. so i was starting to crumble and compromising Mm. compromising what i knew was best for me and what god wanted for me and i try to take the reins myself instead of letting god lead me to the man that he eventually did i mean he literally led me right to terry wow into the building i didn't even know anything about this place right i didn't need to go anywhere else. The Lord, you know, he had his perfect timing. He was the one who orchestrated everything down to a detail. But in that wait, I was getting anxious. I was losing faith. I was like, okay, well now I'm 40 and all my friends have kids. Everyone's married. Like, what about me? Mm. It was me, 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 me. So Mm. let me see if I can meet someone.
1: Wow. Mm. And And there was the issue yep
3: <laughs> yeah and I, I think the big challenge here for people that are waiting for their mate where we're all growing we're all growing and, and learning and and we're becoming mature and the more we walk with the Lord and there are other people who are single obviously not walking with the Lord I, I don't know my advice to anybody first allow the Lord to be the Lord in your life allow him to be the head of your life I don't, I, I couldn't give any advice to anyone who's not walking with the Lord and about relationships. But because he started relationships, they're his idea, they're his creation and his design. He made us social creatures. And so I know the challenge is great, you know, but we look and we long and we're lonely and we want, we have an idea about what we want for our lives, who we want to have in our lives. But I really believe that the biblical model for it is so simple and it's right there in front of us. In the book of Genesis, when I first read and saw that Adam never went looking for Eve, God saw that he needed her and it wasn't good for him to be alone, and he brought her to him. Mm. But when he brought her to him, I have to look at the relationship and the condition that Adam was in at the time. He had everything together with God. His life was together with God. Everything that Eve ever would ever need was already there. That's why she was the last one created. It was all there. And, and I believe that's what happens with our mates when we're not doing what we're supposed to do because they're created to have it all there for them so the men have to have this relationship together and so instead of going out looking for mr right or miss right i need to focus on just being miss right or mr right and then god will do it and that's a challenge because we live in a world that's taught us to be seek for instant gratification i want it now i don't want to wait but we don't realize our world that's under the influence of evil has contaminated and corrupted us in so many ways that we need to spend time cleaning ourselves up and making sure we're ready because we don't know what we're taking into our marriage or our relationship mm-hmm. to actually destroy it. And so that's easier said than done because, you know, like I taught sexual purity in prison, which is, uh, wow. You know, I, it's, a, it's a men's group. And it's, it's, we talk about things that only men need to be talking about in the presence of other men. And it gets, you know, they called my group the Navy Seals because we got down and dirty. We rolled our sleeves up. Uh-huh. We just told the truth about it. a lot of things. You know, the enemy used shame, isolation, and guilt to keep men over their suffering in silence. And they're going through things that's why we have pornography and all of these addictions in the church among men of God, and they can't shake them because they feel like they've got to be too busy being men and being men of God and quoting scriptures and having their doctrine together, having everything, everything together rather than saying, Hey, I'm hurting and I just need some support here and I need to get back in the fold because this lion's chasing me. He's got me over here by himself. And he's going to eat me up, you know, turn around and do it again tomorrow. So, you know, he walks around like a lion seeking whom he may devour. And, but I wrote my journey. in a, in in an article that the Lord blessed me to write. And I shared it with Amra, how the Lord brought me out of that journey of sensuality and was cleaning me up. And, you know, it's, it's a lot to go through. And I just believe that when we focus on being who God wants us to be for our mate, we'll look around one day. And, you know, I think our problem is we focus on time. It's just taking too long. I mean, Mm -hmm. How long is this thing going to take, God? I mean, I'm going to be old and tore up before I can was, ever get around. But I'm telling you, that is the whiner. where we do not want our focus there. Because if we put our focus on that, the enemy's going to make us miserable. <laughs> he's going to make us desperate. And he's going to make us foolish in our decisions. And we're not going to make wise decisions. But if we just focus, if we can, God, give me the grace to just focus and hold on. We'll look around one day. And I'm going to tell you, I waited 25 years for Amarit. I didn't mention that early. I want to mention that here. I waited 25 years. I went through the process of becoming sexually pure. I didn't think that was possible. Mm -hmm. God showed me all things are possible with him. And when we got married, it was as if you remember the story of Joseph and and Rachel. The Bible says when he worked for the first sister, they they gave him Leah. He didn't work for Leah, but he got Leah. Bless his heart. And so he had to work. (laughs) all those years again to get the second sister. And the Bible says the love he had for her was so powerful that it seemed like just days. It went by so fast. Mm. That's what I'm experiencing now with Amra. I love that. And I'm telling you, God will do it. And so for people who are waiting and they're thinking, oh, it's just going to take for, God can make that thing seem like you won't even remember it.
0: Mm.
2: Yeah, you know, it's interesting. So I ended that relationship About six months before I met Terry, I stayed away from men completely. I took down all online profiles. Like I just focused on the Lord and he ended up blessing me when I didn't even see it coming. But had I been married before at any other stage of my life, I would not have been in a wholeness position to be the wife i am now Hmm. i i mean i could still be a better wife i think like there we're always a work in progress amen but i could be a better oh it's jesus (laughs) (laughs) but yeah i think we both have grown a lot in the last five and a half years i think we have but although i was impatient and i didn't want to wait and i wanted it to happen sooner than it did i wasn't ready for that and it took the time to really reconcile and heal from a lot of my own stuff and my own junk mm. um and he knew when my time was i mean i met him two weeks out he'd just gone now
1: wow he was fresh Well, I mean, okay, so let's go back because you mentioned about your engagement. You had this coffee date. This was a wonderful like four hour, five hour long conversation date. And then you got married like five months or four months later. Yeah. (laughs) Did you guys know like in that first meeting that this was the one?
3: Absolutely not.
2: Well, I didn't know. But not long after, though. Yeah, I remember calling one of my best friends, Brian, and I'm like, "Mm, I don't know. This might be the one. He might be. And I don't know. But then my insecurities started rising up and he just kept telling me, he's like, you need to calm down. You just need to relax and let God do his thing. If this is the person that he has for you, it'll all work out.
3: Yeah. So, um, look, this was the last thing I was thinking about. This whole thing caught me by surprise. So I'm I'm in transition. I'm trying to f- focus on okay, getting out of transition, but while I'm doing, and, and then I was going to get a job, and then I was really focused on the ministry project, which is Blade of Hope, which we have now, which is transitional facility for um, men coming out of prison. But I had no idea really how I was going to get to that place where I'm actually we're established now. We have a 401 c3 and we're got 77 acres of property and we're getting ready to build and all this stuff and i'm president of this organization i didn't even see how that was going to come to fruition so Hmm. the last thing i'm thinking about is getting married but amra was god brought her there to be such a companion for me and such a support and i don't know there was an attraction there i noticed it and so we're spending all this time together. We're studying the word of God late at night. We're talking, I'm sharing more and more about who I am and what my vision and dream is. Of course she is too. And when I can get her quiet, I share about, you know, what, what, what's on my heart. But we were like every waking moment. And so I'm working, the transitional facility saw something in me, they decided, okay, we're gonna need to hire you. And I was thinking, really? So they, they hired me to be the manager and I ran that facility. Here's a guy right out of prison, 21 days out of prison. And about two months, they decided, hey, can we hire you? And, And so I realized God's using this opportunity to give me training for what I wanted to do with our facility. So I thought, let me get close to this thing and get a look at it and see what it's about. So I'm getting some pretty good experience there. And just along the way, I know this may be skipping ahead a little bit, but my mentors, you know, who are pastors and college professors and teachers and stuff. Their religious affiliation is not anything like Amra's. You're a non-denominational, right? So I'm, I'm, I, obviously I was affili- affiliated with the denomination and they were saying, well, you know, Amherst, is she uh, a part of the, the denomination? She says, no, she's not. And so that was in my thoughts. So I was kind of quiet about not telling them everything that was going on with me and Amra. And so I took this to the Lord and I began to speak to him about it. And I said, and you know what the Lord told me? He gave me Ephesians chapter five, verse 25 and 26. And I says, well, Lord, she's not a part of our religious relation." The Lord says, you know what? Neither were you when I married you. Wow. And so he told me, he gave me the verse for Amra. Husbands, love your wives as Christ loved the church and gave himself for her that he might wash her and cleanse her with and sanctify her with the washing of water by the word. And so he says, look, you and her just get in the word together and grow together and learn together and move closer to me. This woman wasn't even my wife yet. And he referred to her as my wife and I knew that night when he gave me Ephesians 5 25 and 26 regarding Amra that we were going to be married wow I, I knew the night he shared that with me I thought wow isn't that something
1: and when was that was that what like a month later
3: about a month and a half yeah yeah I, I can't play so around cool. with the days because it was too quick this thing happened <laughs> <start to> <laughs> yeah like,
2: he started to talk about marriage like after the first month and I like completely freaked out on him yeah I did. I freaked out on him. Cause I just had this history with all these other guys. Right. And I was like, look, I know that the Lord brought us together, but I just want to enjoy the process. Like, I just don't want to get married right now. Like I don't, you were just let us just get to know each other and just enjoy each other. You know, what's the rush? <laughs> so four months later, he asked my dad for mm. his permission to ask me to marry him. And it was so sweet because he's asking this man for permission to marry his daughter in in her 40s, but he's so old school. And that morning he had sent me this teddy bear and flowers and all this stuff. And he took me up to this mountain winery up the street from where my parents live. And we had a picnic. And it was so beautiful looking out over the whole Bay Area. And he had put a ring up on a vine post, a grain vine post. And it meant so much to me because he worked a second job at night when he was managing the transitional facility. And he worked so hard to be able to afford that ring. Well, all that week prior to him asking me to marry him. I had all these random people, all these random friends quoting scripture and telling me, don't lose favor. Don't lose favor. Do things God's way. Get married now. Have a wedding later. You guys are destined to be. Don't mess around. Do it God's way. Let him bless you. And so. I don't
3: know that part of this. I didn't know that was going on. So (laughs) I, her dad, we would be engaged for a year we had a talk and and her dad and I asked her dad a lot of questions about her, you know, and her dad really, I was really, really impressed with how her dad admires her as a person. And she was so complimentary of her. And I don't know if she was even aware that he spoke so highly of her and referred to her as a special person and stuff. And I'm telling him, you know, I'm working hard and I want to be able to take care of her. And I says, what, what advice would you give me? He said, just make her happy. You know? And I said, thank you, Mr. D. And I, you know, I didn't know that it would, be such an honorable thing for him, but he really has shown me that that blessed his heart so much that I would come in and respect him enough. And so as I'm talking to him, he's telling me, you know, there's only six de left. And so we became so close that I, you know, I really wanted to honor him. So I allowed her to keep his last name as her middle name. And, wow. and so you her didn't
2: name allow me. You really wanted me to do that.
3: Well, yeah. Sorry. Did I use the wrong word? Allow. I told you to do it. Yeah. Yes.
0: Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so,
3: yeah. We were, we were going to honor him. And I, I could tell he really was blessed by that, that he was gaining a son and also at the same time keeping, you know, to catch name. So crazy.
2: after he asked me to marry him, where he told my dad we would get married in a year. We got married six days later at the county.
3: <laughs> yeah, You might, yeah, yeah, you, might, you can take responsibility for that part because that surprised me. We're at the Mountain Winery and I'm giving her the ring and she had to find the ring. She had to find the ring because I what I did was I took a photo of the ring and I had it sitting on the winery post over from us and she could see the winery post, but we're just looking out. She didn't know she was looking right at her ring the whole time. So I took, I had taken a picture of it and I gave her the photo. I said, Hey, check out this photo. And she's looking at it, she's like, what's that? She zoomed in on it and she looked back up and it was on the post. Wow.
0: So, yeah. Beautiful. Oh, love that story. I, I love how both of you talked about um preparing yourself so that you could pour into and support each other. And I feel like there's that's kind of lost in for younger kids or the current generation, where it's a lot about well what can i get out of the wedding or, or like out, the, out of the marriage what can you do to make me happy It's still very self centered as opposed to what god intended for marriage which was to be giving of modeling that love that he has for the church so thank you for sharing that I, you know i just i loved listening to all your advice and your story of the engagement it's all really an incredible testimony uh, an encouragement for those who are, who are still, you know, waiting for, for their mate. What couple of Bible verses would you, would you share that, that kind of stood out for you? I I know you mentioned a few of them. Was there anything else that was kind of like pivotal to your walk together and in your marriage now that you would pass on to our audience?
3: You know, her, her favorite verse is a lot of people's favorite verse. And it can almost seem cliche, but I promise you it is not. Yeah. It's it's Jeremiah 29, 11. Mm-hmm. And what is your favorite verse again, 20, Jeremiah 11? You want You want to quote it?
2: For I know the thoughts that I think towards you, says the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil to give you future and a hope.
3: Amen. Mm-hmm. And so when God gave Israel that promise in Jeremiah chapter 29, he's telling them, hey, you know, you're getting ready to go into captivity and you're going to be there for 70 years. But while you're there, it's mm-hmm. a place of desolation. It looks like everything's falling around, uh, down around your life. Every, I mean, your livelihood, your land, your posterity, your history, your lineage, everything looks like it's destroyed. But during that time, I want you to be productive. He says in verse 10, build homes, build houses, take your husband, take your wives. You know, of course, now we're talking about people right now who are waiting for their mates. But what God is telling them is in the meantime, while you're waiting for your blessing to come, Be as productive as you can by building on yourself and making sure that you're someone that has something to contribute. Any young people today think they can go up to the bank and put their debit card in there when they don't have any money that's been deposited and draw some out, they'll Mm -hmm. find out really quickly. That's exactly what happens in relationships. When you don't put anything in, you don't get anything out. And unfortunately, we live in a society today that's so entitled that doesn't, see that value but those values are still there they're still real and if we wait on the lord he will will come through he's faithful
2: there's another scripture that i leaned on before i met terry and after we got married um matthew 6:33 we talk about this all the time but seek first the kingdom of god and his righteousness and all these things shall be added to you so before i was married or before I met him, you know, when you focus on God, all those other things come in their perfect timing, right? If you're focusing on him, he's just going to make everything come to fruition. Now that we're married, we still focus on God. And then we were able to rent a beautiful house when there was 88 applicants that we were competing against. You know, he blessed us with the jobs that we have that were able to provide resources. Yes. We're able to be in several different ministries together. We get to sing together, we get to pray together, we get to minister to other people together. We're on a church broadcast together every weekend to thousands of people worldwide. I mean, it's just incredible. When I prayed for God to send me a a godly man and someone who would be a spiritual leader in my life, he poured out the storehouses. So it was just amazing. Yeah. and one other one other verse that I'd like to share for people who are in the wait mm-hmm.
0: Psalms
2: 37 4 through 5 and that is delight yourself also in the lord and he shall give you the desires of your heart commit your way to the lord trust also in him and he shall bring it to pass amen
3: amen you
1: guys are an incredible couple and you mentioned you have a couple of different businesses you have plate of hope and There's just so many things that you do. Like how do people reach out to you? How do they get in touch with you? Because I'm sure they
3: want to get in touch with you. Well, you can reach me at bladeofhope17 at gmail.com. I'm pretty good about answering most of my emails, you know, and responding. And you can also check out our website. It's also bladeofhope.org. And if you want to write to us, drop us an email and we can definitely talk and fellowship and answer some questions that the Lord will lay on our hearts. You know, we put the word of God first. We believe all the answers are there. We don't think that we know anything apart from him. We can do nothing apart from him, but through him, we can do all things. So reach out to us. We'd be more than happy to fellowship. I mean, pray with you. We have a prayer ministry. We are the prayer ministers at living man of church. So that's what we do. We believe in the power of prayer. So I mean, I had a whole, I had a long time to learn the power of prayer and a long time to learn what it means to be patient. And again, just to encourage everyone, you know, uh, we were, we quoted Jeremiah 29, 11. God does have a plan for your life. You're not a mistake. These are not coincidences that, that come about in our lives, but God does have a plan. And if you find out what that plan is, spend your time searching for that plan. Amra quoted Matthew six thirty three seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things will be added but we tend to waste all of our energy seeking those things and somehow expecting that the kingdom will be added that's backwards it won't right. happen that way so just be encouraged don't allow hard times to cause you to give up and don't let loneliness and desperation and despair allow you to cause you to settle though mm. God, God sent heaven's best for us so we certainly don't need to settle for the devil's worth yeah
2: my contact info. So I have a side business in skincare and hair care, but I also I'm always open to talking to anyone. You can find me on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and you can email me at amara, A-M-A-R-A, d k at gmail.com. We'll make sure
1: to link that in the episodes. Well, thank you guys. This was great encouragement, honestly, for me. So thank you so much for just showing up and being a guest host and honestly encouraging so many of our listeners. So
3: thank you. Thank you. You're so welcome.
2: Thanks for having us.
1: Sometimes it's hard in the waiting, but meditate on this, for I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord, plans to prosper and not to harm, plans of hope and a future. If you have any prayer requests or would like to share your story or have any story ideas, email us at jb at
2: unexpectedhope at gmail.com.